Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well today we're going to be talking with Jenny Ingram. She is a blogger and the author of a new book called Adulting for Christians. We're going to be talking about parenting teens and how to launch our kids into the world. BJ is also going to be giving us advice on what to do when all of the anger that's happening in the world right now and online right now is making us angry. I am excited to listen to that part. Today's episode is brought to you by letsgetcheck.com. They are the leading provider of at-home health tests. A hormone imbalance can lead to all kinds of symptoms from feeling tired all the time to insomnia, breast tenderness, headaches, weight gain, and changes in blood pressure. If you want answers about your hormone levels or other health issues, it's a great option. Their tests come straight to your door and you self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger. This week, letsgetcheck.com wants to invite you to join their community with 30% off using the discount code SELFIE. 
All right, Rue, time for our self-care check-in. Yes, how are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? You know, it... It's so funny because I feel like, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, I will like find a new normal, you know, I'll kind of find a new rhythm and be like, we're good, we're Mm -hmm. fine. And then there will be like a dip again, where I'm like, I'm not fine. And I'm in an I'm not fine dip right now. I Mm -hmm. think the one I'm in right now is related to my introversion. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think... You know, quarantining with a lot of people as an introvert has just been a challenge. I'm not finding really any alone time, you know, and there's a thing um, my friend Esther calls, um, I love this word, she calls it dithering. And dithering (laughs) is a thing that introverts need to do. And there's, there's no defined task for dithering. But what dithering means is you're alone and you just Do whatever your brain leads you to, right? So dithering might look like you're going to clean out a closet or it might look like you're going to watch a show, but it's alone time where you're not answering to anyone else. Does that make sense? Yes. Maybe I'm saying this. I call it like, I'll say I need the house to myself so I can just putter a little bit. Putter. I'm just... Yes. I'm just like puttering around the yes. house where like I'm putting a few things away, but maybe I'm also making a snack and maybe I'm also reading a little bit of a book. Like I don't have any set. Right. I don't have any set agenda, but I need that time to putter. Me too. It's so funny because my daughter India is very introverted and she calls it dawdling. So <laughs> we all have our word, but it's kind of, it's all the same thing, which is just like, I just want to be alone and do whatever comes to me, you know, not answer to anyone. And I just am not finding any of that space. And that I don't think I realized what, like how high on my self care list that time to putter or dither actually was for me until I didn't have it. Right. And I don't know about this for you. But for me, I need to dither at home. Like I can't leave the house. And oh, no, dithering is at home. (laughs) Yes. That's why I miss, I just really miss having the house to myself. Oh my gosh, me too. Having the house to myself is, that is a huge, like, I would say that that is on the top of the list for self-care for me, just being alone in my own home with no expectations. And that is never happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I sometimes will pretend, I'll pretend that after a certain hour, when my kids are asleep, that I'm just puttering, like I'll maybe yes. I'll play some music and pour myself a drink and just kind of putter around the kitchen. Yeah. But now that my kids are older, sometimes I go to bed before they do. So I'm like, I lose I my puttering time. D- uh, completely. And that that has been a struggle for me too, because yes, my kids are older, they're going to bed later, but then I still want that time. And so I do the same thing. I take it at night when everyone's asleep, but then that means I'm up to like one or two. Right. To get my time. And then I'm wrecked the next day. It's funny. So before before COVID, I, you know, had my schedule for the day. And usually it was, you know, get the girls on the bus by a certain time. Mm-hmm. And but between eight and eight thirty before I really signed on to work, that was I had it on my schedule, just puttering. That's I all I wanted it. to do. Just a half an hour of puttering before I started my day. Totally. I'm super curious. I want to start a convo on this in our selfie Facebook group because I'm very curious to hear if other people have this need and if they do what they call it. Right, right. I like dawdling. I think dawdling is good. But for me, puttering is like dawdling almost sounds negative. Yeah, right. And I, like wasteful. And I, right. As opposed to, yeah, I just because uh, I will say that to one of my girls, like, please don't dawdle. Just do the yeah. thing. But that is, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So wait, so what's the solution? Do you have any, do you have any dithering time? Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. I I mean, I know that one way that I'm trying to get space as an introvert is to go on walks. But as you said, it doesn't replace the dithering time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, I don't know why this is, but it's like, if other people are awake, even if I'm alone in my room, even if I'm Actually, I'm kind of having a light bulb here as I'm talking about this, because I think I know why. I said I didn't, but as I'm talking, I think I know why. When other people are awake, there's a chance that someone will need me. (laughs) And I never feel fully off. And 
and what I need for my introversion is space where I know I won't be interrupted. Yes. In fact, if everyone leaves the house, I want to know for how long, how much time do I have? Because maybe I have a specific task, but I want to bake in some puttering time. Yes. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I feel like we should definitely have a conversation just totally devoted to puttering and dithering because- It's a thing. I now that I'm talking about it, I'm so wistful for it. I know. I really, really miss an empty house. <laughs> well, and so which comes to, I suppose, my check-in, which yeah. is I have decided that I'm I am going to homeschool the girls come fall. Now okay. I have not withdrawn them from school yet, just in case, because like yes. if August 15th comes around and there's a vaccine. Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, all in. We're in. To school yeah. you go. So I will not withdraw them until probably the yes. last possible minute because maybe something happens, you know? Right. But in the meantime, I am preparing as though they will be homeschooling. So I've, you know, joined the Facebook groups and, you know, we had Issa on last week and yeah. I've put my forms together and I have um, some curricula picked out. And I've let the girls know, and that's that's the game plan. So I'm definitely losing dithering time. And there is part of me that's, like, fairly anxious about this because I like being mom, and I don't want to be yeah. teacher as well. Yeah. But I do think it's the best solution for us considering the options we've, we've been given, which is, you know, go to school full time, wear masks all day, mm-hmm. very little, if any, social distancing or wow. to do distance learning. Yeah. There's no like there's no plans like full bus, full bus capacity. Wow. Yeah, and so I which honestly I think that doesn't not like if you're going to cohort classrooms because that's the big thing that they're talking about, mm-hmm. we'll, co- we'll cohort. It that is useless if you've got kids with siblings or if they're all taking the same bus anyway. Oh, once you throw them all on the bus, then what's the point of the cohort? Yeah, forget it. They might as well be licking doorknobs. Right. You know, what's the yeah, so um that's that's the direction that we're going in. Although yeah. I'd much rather that they, you know, go to school and enjoy their school year. But, you know, eating lunch at your desks and no, I know. and, you know, just masks all day and they're baking in supervised mask breaks like one supervised outdoor mask break wow and um i think i think i am a hundred percent pro mask yes very much pro mask but i do think asking kids to wear masks for seven hours a day is a very tall order it's a tall order for adults I agree. I I feel exactly the same way. I'm very pro masks. I don't think kids should be in the classroom without masks. But I also think it's a huge challenge and and so and I also recognize it is a huge privilege to be able to say I don't want to send my kids into a classroom with masks, so I'm going to keep them home, but I'm on that same page. No, absolutely. I realize how privileged I am to be able to do that because there are, you know, I have friends who are teachers that are like, "Well, my school district is going to be- going to school full time, which means I have to go to school full time, which I means know. my kids have to go to school full time. And so I reckon like I don't say this. I, I absolutely recognize the privilege in saying we're going to figure it out and we're going to, you know, homeschool um, because I know a lot, lots of people, especially people who are essential workers, they, they don't have that luxury. Frankly, it is a luxury. But I also feel that for the for the people who do have that privilege, I I also feel like well, me pulling my kid out of the classroom is one less body. You know, I know that some kids have to go to school. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. we need to provide school for the kids of essential workers or people who, you know, at-risk kids. And so for me, it's like, if those of us who can do it, you know, can teach from home, then that, that empties the classroom, empties the hallways, you know, that, that provides more social distancing for the kids that have to be there. I totally agree, especially, you know, kids with IEPs, kids that need that support yeah. in the school. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a survey had gone around saying, "Will you? W- would you be able to just uh, transport your kids to school as opposed to, t- to taking the bus? Mm-hmm. And I had said, yes, of course, if my kids are, you know, my kids are, are bus takers, but this year, if they should they go to school, I will I will drive them because there are parents that can't. And so right. if that's three fewer bodies on the school bus exactly all the better 
Um, so that's, I've been fully in that mode lately, and it's really easy to get kind of caught up in it and just gets for me to get stuck in the minutia of, oh gosh, but yeah. wait, which pencil sharpener should I buy? That right. really doesn't matter. But that's, you know, the kind of, when your anxiety just kind of uh, yeah, hones you, in on. Hyper-focus on things to <laughs> right. try to control what we can't control. <laughs> right. Familiar. Yeah, that's it. I think a lot of parents are making these hard decisions right now. And I think, you know, it's it's tough when you live in a place where you can't like my our kids school is offering an online only option, which is really nice. I really Mm -hmm. feel for people whose schools are just basically like, okay, their bodies are here or nothing. Oh, well, I will say that I will say the school district is offering online only. um, But offering distance learning uh it was very difficult for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my kids if only because it felt like each one of them needed their very own administrative assistant to help them with totally because it was like this tab this link yeah this my my assignment didn't get submitted you know that sort of yeah um, and it's like your kids are close enough in age that you could if you're homeschooling you could homeschool them somewhat together on a lot of topics but that's not going to happen with distance learning. It's going to be really separate. Right. And, and, and I actually, I feel pretty good about this also because um, for the most part, my kids are really independent learners and they enjoy it. So I think that I, I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible. I think we could have a really fun year. Um, they've specifically yeah. asked for a unit study on all things Hamilton. I love uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, including like, but they also have specifically asked for the not whitewashed version of it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to, we'll we'll dig into that. And I guess the Great Depression and then also bugs. Those have been the three Love. requests. So yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Swanson Health, a great source for quality vitamins and supplements and eco-friendly home products and beauty items. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. So you can pick up all your favorite health products, plus discover new ones. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code SELFIE20 for 20% off on swanson.com. What are your two thumbs up for the week? Well, okay, my first two thumbs up, it's funny because I posted about this um, on Facebook. Um, I have these CBD bath bombs. They're from this company called Vital You. Mm-hmm. Vital, like yourself, you, um, oh, and right. I and I love them. Um, they smell really good. They have like CBD isolate in them and flower essence. The one I did yesterday had like rose petals, and so my bath was full of rose petals. They're really oh, amazing bath bombs. I love them. Highly recommend. But I was laughing with a friend who I was talking to on the phone as I took a bath. <laughs> but I was telling her the name of the bath bomb was something like you know, never ending joy and unceasing patience or something like that. Like it was some like really over promising name. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Oh, wait. Like, you had tweeted about this yes, too, right? Like, it's unending like bliss. bliss. Or, yeah. yeah. And so I was laughing. I'm like, I just feel like we need more realistic bath bombs for a <laughs> pandemic. You know, like and so then I had asked people to um to come up with their pandemic bath bomb name. And it was really funny. Some of the responses I got, it was like panic, but it smells good or (laughs) anxiety with lavender. (laughs) Just the teensiest dopamine hit. That's all I'm looking for. Totally. Yeah. Or like, you know, five minutes before my kids walk in. So I was laughing. But yes, the Vital U CBD bath bombs, actually, if you're looking for a moment of zen, they are really nice. They do. I mean, they do make you feel like you're almost at a spa. Oh, nice. And then I found a new serum that I am in love with. Um, You know, I love my serums. This one is from a company called Graydon. It is their full moon serum. It's vegan. Oh, sounds fancy. I know. It is is fancy. It looks fancy. Um, It's a fancy serum. It's also the price tag is a little bit fancy. But it's Mm. in this like glass (laughs) bottle, which I don't know why when I'm like using a glass bottle that feels like a tincture. It feels very fancy. Do you feel yes. like that? You know what I mean? Like when the packaging is fancy. 
But this serum, it's about really, to cast a spell. It, it feels like that. And this one I love because it's called their full moon serum. So you do feel like it's it's a little bit, you know, homeopathic, which doctory, but it has, it's infused with malachite. And so it has this like light blue glow. <laughs> it's really pretty. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you know, it has vitamin C, it has hyaluronic acid, it has retinol. It um it's also blue because it has blue tansy in it, which is an anti-inflammatory. Um, oh, nice. But it's really it's really nice. It's really really nice. I like this do one. Do you a lot. see a difference in your face? You know, I do. I think I actually do. It's funny that you ask that because I haven't thought about it. But yes, my face has been really good. My skin's felt really good for the oh, past nice. few weeks. Yes. What about you? Um, well, uh, there, I, I have a couple writers that I, I like a lot that have to do with, you know, productivity and, um, you know, I like Gretchen Rubin yes. and I also like Laura Vanderkam hmm. and in consideration of the pandemic, she came out with an ebook called the new corner office, how the most successful people work from home, oh. which I think is really timely. She's written some of my other favorite books, like what the most successful people do before breakfast and just, just, I love I just like that sort of book. It really makes me feel yes. like it's giving me a, a, a list on how to um, hit max uh, productivity. So this is great. It just came out. I just started reading it. I really like it so far just because Laura Vanderkam is very much no nonsense. Like she's the opposite of a full moon serum bottle, you know? Yeah. She's <laughs> very prescriptive, which I yes. appreciate. And she has multiple children. I want to say four or mm-hmm. five. And she's able to, you know, be a runner and work and speak and write, which I find very inspiring. So um, I need this. If you are if you are someone who works from home and is a little bit tearing your hair out, mm-hmm. uh, get Laura Vanderkam's new book. I'm going to guess that one piece of advice she does not give is just wear your pajamas the whole time. <laughs> no. I, Am I know, doing that funny. right? <laughs> she she has a really great one piece of advice she had in another book was, you know, someone was complaining that like, I really, you know, I've got uh, a high demand, a highly demanding job, but I've got kids and my house is never clean. And what do I do? I can't really afford a house cleaner right now. And her response was just lower your standards. It's yeah. going to get dirty tomorrow. Anyway. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think she'd be done with the pajama wearing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and the second thing that I'm really into lately is something called out school. I've heard of this. Yes. And, and we we chatted a little bit about it in the selfie podcast community group on Facebook. So essentially it is not like my kids are so tired of Zooms. So it's yes. not like a it's not like a video you watch. It's an actual class. So they're online courses for people under 18 and they cover just a variety of topics and there's a variety of offerings. So you could do a one-time class, like just take a class mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. Or you could do like a four-week course and they range from like art to music to there's like a social justice book club for oh kids gosh, ages love. like 12 to 14. Yeah. And some of that are uh, really niche. And for kids that are younger, there's like a Descendants 3 hip hop dance class, <laughs> which my youngest is just all about. I feel like mine would be too. <laughs> And then um, my 12-year-old took a babysitting course, which she really liked. And it was like this person that walked them through, you know, emergency procedures and what, how do you break up fights and how to talk, how to communicate with parents effectively. And it came with a handbook. And then she was also able to, you know, take a test. So after this was done, she emailed a couple families and said, hi, I just finished this course. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm EpiPen trained. I'm available. I'm, I want to take a CPR course. Anyway, I really like this. And it's, I, first of all, I like it as a supplement to just summer, like yes. trying to fill in summer, you know, schedules. But then also I anticipate very much using it in the fall because a lot of these instructors are certified teachers and they're teaching. Like, let's say I'm, you know not feeling great about like teaching decimals. Mm-hmm. Well, there's someone that will teach, you know, there's a couple decimal courses that my kids could take, um, which are really nice. And the classes are as low as $10 a class. That's great. Yes. And the link that I have, that I'll, we'll put in the show notes, um, it'll get you $20 off your first course. Ooh. So I very much like it. We've done a couple already and um, they've been a lot of fun. Like my kids have not complained yet or have said, oh, this class was lame. 
That's awesome. I need to get my kids on that program because, um, yeah, we have another month of summer and uh, it's a long month. Yeah. And there's a lot of really great um, like classes for teenagers, too. So I know your kids are, are um, a couple years older than mine. So there's a lot of really fun stuff on there. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping, and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon, so if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their Cloud Shave Foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you wanna try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. That's awesome. I don't know, I think there's a false of sil- a false idea of self-esteem, which is that we just tell our kids like, you're amazing and perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know, those moms. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Well, when we see it like on American Idol, the parents who are totally. just so excited for their kids yeah. to be up there. And it's like, Ooh, yeah, not that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm working on like grounded self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I have like, like a self-esteem that says, I have a good view of my strengths and weaknesses, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like I am not a snowflake who okay. is, you know, I, I am not the angel that my mother thinks that, you know, because we all know those parents, right? The ones that are like, my child would never. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I really don't want to be that one. I'm sure I've been that one on some level, but uh, yeah, you know, kids are kids and kids are kids. They're going to do dumb stuff. Yeah. All of I them, have right? to say, can I bring up a part of your book? Yeah. That, that was, so I just got it yesterday. Uh, so I've been flipping through it and, um, so the one that caught my eye were the uh, breathing and other abuses the teen. Oh yes, yes. I loved it, such as making eye contact and breathing, or yeah. dressing too young. The dressing, anyways. I just I loved your, <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's that. That's that. Trying to take their photo was the first thing that came to mind. Oh. It's so funny because I set up a separate family Instagram account, which just Nobody else can follow it. Oh. Us. And so sometimes I'm like, I said, this one is just going to that. And that's really the only way I can get it. Uh -huh. Because they uh -huh. like the little, I make a little book, like order it online through the Instagram or whatever. Yes. Anyways. And so they like seeing the pictures later, but they yes. don't like it going out to um, the population of America and beyond. I, yeah, and I'm curious to talk to you about that too, because we, you know, we're the, we were kind of, you know, OG mom bloggers, and now our kids are growing up, and they, you know, how do your kids conceptualize and feel about this whole phenomena of their childhood being, you know, somewhat, somewhat narrated online? Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't think, so we live in a pretty small town. Yeah. So, um, in some, on some level, they've kind of benefited from a small town yeah. favorable view because it hasn't yeah. been super controversial. Yes, which maybe I am now. <laughs> but uh, so they they haven't minded, but definitely as they've gotten older, you know they there are some restrictions with sharing. And as they've gotten older, I've also um, made some decisions not to mm -hmm. share, even though they have said, oh yeah, no problem. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I think it might be. So I'm just not going to. So I think because they've grown up with it a bit, yeah. they're unlike other kids who might be stepping into it later. So they've been along for the ride and have benefited a little yeah. bit, but they definitely have boundaries um, and wishes that yeah. I, I do listen to. And that's been actually hard and why this book has been a great um, crossover. And mm -hmm. I kind of started a little podcast too, which is not fully off the ground, centered around parenting teenagers. And it's more just kind of oh, the, gosh. the lamenting and the, hey, this is what we're dealing with. You know, so making that transition from being a mommy blogger, still being a mom, but they're growing up and how do you transition your whole business? Yeah. Around little people. And I'm not going to start over. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't yeah, it funny? We're all just, we're all just pivoting. We're like, okay, I'll do a podcast now. Okay. I'll write a book now. Like where is all of this going and I'll follow. Yeah. Yeah. But how yeah, it's, you? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting and it's similar to what you said. It's like, it's one thing when you're talking about kids that are having universal things like a diaper blowout or a toddler meltdown, sure. every single child will do that. And so when you write about that, it's not like you're telling on, you know, t revealing something about your child. You're not disclosing right. private information. Right. I, I think we could reasonably assume that every child has had most of the things <laughs> that we were talking about happen to them. And I found that, you know, around age 10 or 11, that was when it was like, now the stories that are happening are more private. Like now it feels like this is specific to this kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we're dealing with ADD or we're dealing with anxiety or we're dealing mm -hmm. with, you know, challenges at school. And then it just started to feel like, this is not me sharing my story of motherhood anymore. It's like, if I'm right. telling their stories, I'm really sharing them. And so I, like you, I really did pull back and I really just tried to focus on my experience. You know, right. I mean, 
which there's plenty to talk about there, <laughs> you know, just identity and, you know, those kinds of topics. But yeah, and my kids are funny. They, they don't get this whole thing. Like, I think they, like you said, they grew up with it. So they got, I think my kids think that every mom writes a blog and then goes on to write a book. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, even, I even had to tell them, I'm like, you know, I know that a lot of my friends, most of my friends have written a book, but it's kind of a big deal. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. just want you to know that that's just because I happen to have writer friends. But it's, it's the norm. Yeah, they're just like, oh, whatever. Oh, cool. You wrote a book like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, no concept. No. Yeah. Well, and you know, also with um, teenagers and kids, they have you noticed, I don't know, maybe it's just mine and their friend group, but they don't actually post. Well, they don't, I hardly ever post on Facebook. Yeah. And even Instagram is very minimal. They feel yes. like if they do more than one a month, they're spamming people. Yes. And that's why they set up their spam accounts. Um, but they're also being raised in a, where everything disappears, you know, the, yes. the stories and the, and Snapchat yes. and all that. So they're, they're not creating stuff that's really meaning to define a brand or define yes. their, their square look or, you know. It is, their internet behavior is so different than ours, isn't yeah. it? Because, and I also find they really don't care about the quality of the photo. Like, yeah. It's almost like there's an aesthetic of making it look like it's blurry or grainy or <laughs> washed out with a flash. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. like on purpose. And then, yeah, my kids will do the same. We're like, they'll post something and then they'll delete it off Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one picture at a time. I'm like, where did all your other photos go? I don't understand. I don't understand the strategy here. I don't either. I, we've spent our whole careers on things that last. Yes. You know, S, SEO and, you know, yeah. suddenly just things disappear. They want gone. one photo. They want a photo. And I'm like, I can't help, be, I can't help being like, you're going to regret this. Like, <laughs> you're going to regret deleting it. Like, you know, it's nice to have later when you have all these yeah. old photos and I look back and reminisce. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I had, I don't know if you did this. I had, saved the handles for all my kids' names. Oh, you were smart. Way back in the day. Yeah. Just because I was like, I don't want somebody to take it. Yeah, yeah. Not that they would have, but... You never know. There's a lot of names out there these days. I know. Well, you know, there's <laughs> many Kembe Howertons sure. because Haitian <laughs> names with English last names is very common. Sure. Um... <laughs> But I would, because I had their handles, I would seed them with like cute photos of them. Oh, you know, yeah. one, like once in a while, I'd be like, I'm going to put this on Kemi's account. And so they had accounts that no one followed. But, you know, so as I turn the accounts over to them, they're just like, I have all these baby pictures on my Instagram. <laughs> like, and they're just mortified. They are. Yeah. I just like, can't please them. I know. And I'm like, it's a beautiful, like you know, narrative of your life. And they're like, <laughs> can you take these off? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, talk to me about, I, I love that you talk about boundaries in your book. I, boundaries are, you know, I'm a former mm -hmm. therapist and I love, love me some boundaries. I love sure. the idea. Not always great at it. <laughs> Same. It's they're much easier to say than do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, did you feel that as you were writing the book? Was there a part of you that's like, I'm writing this a little bit for myself? Oh, well, that's a thing. Yeah, I, I I was flipping through it just uh, the other day, and I'm like, oh, I, I actually could be reading this right yeah. now. And it's funny, you spend so much time writing this thing, and it's funny how quickly you forget. I'm like, what is even in here? Oh, you know. Same. I'm like, you're so deep and it's all your life. And then suddenly I don't remember a, a thing about it. So as I was flipping through, I have a section about taxes. And because my husband and I, we got off on the wrong foot back in our early 20s. Mm -hmm. And so that's still, I think we're the, we're off of that path. But it follows you for a really long yeah. time because you can't dig out. So, um, yeah, there's several sections in here that I think, you know, you kind of get away from 
some things and boundaries or even just having healthy relationships. I yes. that a little bit in there too. Uh, it's a lifelong journey yeah. to, you know, resolve conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that your book is really talking about, it's like all those things when you sit down with another group of moms or even adults and go like, why aren't, why aren't they teaching this in school? You know, why aren't they teaching yeah. this in school? Like, why don't we learn conflict resolution in school? Or why, or, yeah. you know, why don't we learn to do our taxes? And so I love that you've kind of written the book where you're like, here's all this stuff you maybe should have been taught. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a friend who's a teacher and he teaches in a public school, but he's using a little bit. I love that. From from it, because he's yeah. part of his, his social studies is about, it's an adulting mm -hmm. um, quarter, chapter, whatever they, whatever it is. And so he mentioned- I love it that he was using, but I do think that more schools need to be teaching some of this stuff, especially as we have like a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. I think we have a lot of, a yeah. lot of that people are getting so creative and I think discovering and understanding how that works just on a practical level. Yes. Getting started on the right foot is so, so important. Just speaking from bookkeeping. Yeah, totally. Bookkeeping because it, Oh, it's awful. It's so awful. I mean, I even feel like, you know, because I, I, I'm sure this was the same for you. Like when you started blogging, did you ever think like, oh, this might be a business? No. No. Yeah. No way. Never. I, just, I never thought yeah. that. So then it's like fast forward 10 years and it's like, oh, this is like actually a business. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know how to write an invoice. I don't know how to keep any books. Yeah. You know, like you find yourself thrust into like, oh, I'm a business owner. I don't know how to turn in things for employees or anything. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, so Quarterlies many. or whatever. <sighs> what your state versus your city versus the federal government. There's so many little, so many. little pieces. Well, I'm still confused. I probably need, I probably need to read your book and refresh <laughs> myself. <laughs> Do you need another one? I can send yes. it to you. <laughs> no, I do though. I love, I love all of the practical advice you're giving and it isn't just for young adults. I, I don't think, I mean, it is a life manual. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think it can be used that way. I've had a, I've also had a couple families say that they use it. They read it together. Yeah. Like, kind of do a dinner time or, you know, okay. evenings. They kind of go through I love it. that. And I'm I think thinking, I'm going to do that. I, I haven't given my book to my kids. So I'm thinking maybe that's what I need to do. Okay. Have um, they, so have they not read the book? Not, not really. It's been a crazy time and yeah. with things that happened, I actually didn't even get my copy until like a week before. I know. Isn't that weird? Too. Yeah. And so then it was, you know, online school and yeah. we're at home and everybody says we have all this time, but it felt like, Oh, so, no. I'm just, I've just been in survival and, uh, Same. so, and my daughter's graduating. So, yeah. um, you know, this week is graduation. And so she actually just this morning was like, Hey mom, I, I haven't read your book. <laughs> and I said, I know I have one for you. So, Isn't that funny? You know, I, I think I'd love to walk through it with, with my kids yeah. a little bit too. And yeah. my son is home during this Time. He was living mm -hmm. in LA, kind of near. You. Oh, really? Uh, and he can't. He was living in a a co living. Oh, cool. Community. So there were about fifty eight people in his house. So that so, doesn't sound ideal for a quarantine. No. So he just came <laughs> home for a little yeah. bit. He's working, you know, through the cloud. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I could do it with all my kids, and they could tell me how terrible or great it is. Well, I mean, aren't they just going to think it's lame no matter what? Like my kids yeah. are just like, I read my daughter the dedication in the book <laughs> to yeah. her. I read it out loud and she goes, mom, get a life. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you. When we're gone, then it will be, you know, they're... They're our age. They will get it. But we have to wait a really long time for that payoff. Well, I just feel like 
it's like that Bible verse, like a prophet has no honor in his hometown. It's like a mother has no honor in her home. No. <laughs> None. I love that. Yes, that's so true. Well, even when you were talking about the, you know, the chapter on teens and how they think everything is so uncool. I mean, do you ever feel sometimes like defensive, like, I'm not that bad. Like, I know yeah. I'm lame, but like on the continuum of mothers my age, I'm kind of cool. I kind of do okay. And it's yeah. not as bad as you think. Right. Like, here's what was interesting when my son came home a couple of months ago. So my girls are 15 and just 18, and he's almost 21. He went to do something, and my girls were like, oh, you're, you're too old. Oh my gosh. That's really so funny. Happens, and he's like, you know what? I kind of feel like I am. And that's funny. And so it happens quickly. Yeah. I, th I think. Yeah. But uh, I still think we're pretty cool. So I'm going to keep doing it. Too. I was doing all that stuff before they were. Totally. Plus so. I'm like, guys, there's moms at the school that show up in pajamas to pick their kids up. <laughs> like I am dressed and wearing clothes from urban outfitters. So shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, your book is available everywhere books are sold. And where can people find you online? Oh, uh, JennyOnTheSpot.com. Yep. And I'm Jenny on, the Jenny spot. on the Spot on Insta. Insta. The Jenny on the Spot on Facebook because some lady somewhere, <sighs> way before you could. Uh, that Jenny. I know. The other Jenny. <laughs> She was way more on the spot than I was. I guess so. <laughs> well, thank so. you so much for chatting. It was yeah, really, really you. fun. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. I'm BJ, an emotional wellness coach. In my private practice, I help my clients navigate trauma, attachment wounds, and the roles they play in how we show up in our lives every day. I've learned my self-care depends upon nurturing my mental well-being, so I'm here to invite you into a journey of emotional self-care. This week is a continuation of our conversation we started last week around uncertainty, fear, and managing relationships, specifically with our extended families, as our country continues to navigate COVID. A number of you expressed deep frustration in your questions about this, and a lot of anger. As someone said to me today, there's a collective feeling of hitting a wall right now, an exhaustion, a feeling of limit reaching. I can say for myself, we were able to safely experience a lot of family time with our kids and grandkids this last few weeks, and it saved me. I was really at a wall before that. Here's what some of you have expressed about this time. You are so frustrated with people, people who say they're not scared so they don't wear masks, and even if they're not scared, why don't they have compassion for the people they could make sick? One of you bowed out of your planned family vacation this summer out of concern for your older parents, only to learn your parents and almost everyone else is still going. And you received a wedding invitation from a cousin for a wedding in August on top of that. Someone else said you'd had two meltdowns this week because family two states away are having parties, posting pictures, not wearing masks, not social distancing. Your husband's concerned about alienating them if you speak up. But this, when you said this, it broke my heart. I can't win. I just end up screaming into a pillow and crying all the time out of anger and frustration. Oh, I hear you. Finally, my favorite. We need help handling our anger. I'm not usually angry, but all the anger's making me angry. Let's look at this for a moment. This is burnout. Textbook burnout. With burnout, we lose our emotional stamina because we're functioning at a very low emotional frequency. The good news, some of this is resiliency. Humans are adaptable creatures, and we've adapted. We've adapted to a freaking global pandemic. We've reached a place where life in isolation and wearing masks began to feel routine, normal. We adapted to the abnormalcy and forgot there's absolutely nothing normal about this. And now we're in survival mode. From there, self-care is out the window. We're disconnected from our highest selves, so how do we get out of survival mode and into whatever level of thriving we might be able to manage? It takes intention. It takes self-care. Most of all, it takes awareness. We can't run on autopilot, so we have to work hard at resting. We have to stop making sacrifices for everyone else and start making some for ourselves. Let me start here. 
anger, it's a result of your nervous system being activated. This is a symptom of PTSD. And as I say often, breath work is the answer. It'll do wonders for this. There are tons of resources on breath work if you haven't started it yet, and I'll be happy to share them with you on our Facebook group. Next, I would encourage you to add one thing to your daily routine that's for you. Wake up 15 minutes earlier than usual and start your day with a grounding exercise, a guided meditation, a gratitude list, or if it's easier to get alone time at the end of the day, do it then. In between, if there is any way you can run away from home, do it. I mean, just for a few minutes anyway. Go to a park, the beach, or if it's the best you can do, get in your car and park around the corner and just sit in silence. Listen to a meditation, read a book, breathe. Find time for this as often as you can, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes at a time. I cannot express the importance of this, guys. This may not seem like a lot, but studies have shown even 15 minutes of mindfulness each day can make a major shift in neurological function. And guys, you know I am big on giving ourselves grace around our limitations. I will cheerlead that choice always. But it's important to know burnout is a warning sign. It cannot be ignored. If binging Netflix for four hours on a Saturday might be the best you can do, go for it. But if that's your go-to several days a week, you're not going to make it. Approaching life from a mindful place first for moments in time will begin to give you the resilience to make some even harder choices, like being able to work out or choose better nutrition. But honestly, the most important choice you can make right now is this. Let go of what you have no power over. Once your nervous system is somewhat regulated, you'll be equipped to decide where you're willing to expend your emotional energy. Listen, right in the middle of a pandemic, we've had a major crisis finally get the light it deserves. George Floyd's death raised our collective awareness around racism to a whole new level. We've got a lot of places to put our energy, and we don't have a lot of energy to waste. If you're in burnout, you've got to find a way to manage it. Our black siblings have been modeling this for us for centuries. They are surviving all the time and often thriving at the same time. We've got children to feed and school and raise. We have jobs to attend so we can provide for our families. We have homes to keep and community to nurture. I know it's a hard pill to swallow when your family is putting their lives at risk, but the truth is they're adults and they get to decide how they want to live their lives. Don't abandon yourself to worry more for someone else than they are willing to worry for themselves. Place your energy where it will do the most good. You get to decide what that is. Here's a tip. If you don't have to betray yourself and your own emotional health to do it, that's probably a good start. See you over on our Facebook page. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.